Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode of the Empty Stands podcast. My name is Reward and I'm joined with Bam Bam. And we have a special guest, Gregory, who finished tops in game week one in the Empty Stands League um, with a whopping 115 points. How's it going, guys? Hi, Reward. You know, you know off, off, off record, I, I love the way you call my, my name. Just, just off the record, uh, I think I might replace. I don't, I don't, I don't sound like you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just, it's just how you say the name, Bam Bam. That's, that's really? why. But yeah, it's, it's great, it's great, it's great to be here again. Um, glad to be here with you guys, and I just, I, I saw the, I saw, I saw the log after the first game. Like, who is this guy? Like, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> who is this guy? Like, 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 who is Greg, how far now? How's it going? <laughs> it's going fine, Jerry. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. It was a beautiful day. It's been a great week so far. Thank God. Looking forward to the next week. Next right. weekend, rather. Nice one. So before we get um into game week two um preview. Let's talk about game week one. How did it go for y'all? I, I remember checking, I think I checked on just, I think it was a, on a Saturday, right? And I could see myself yeah. talking the log and I was like, God, can this, can it, can this be the week? <laughs> can I finally do it? <laughs> and how on earth I finished with 104 points and I still didn't win. <laughs> I still wasn't top. I have like, yeah. <laughs> But anyways, Bam Bam, let's start with you. How did it go for you? I just see people complaining about entering triple figures and still saying I can't believe it. So we that we that we not reach <laughs> not reach triple figures. What should we do? But yeah, anyways, it was <laughs> it was it was a it was I won't call it an underwhelming start. I'll just say the league actually promised to be fire at the start, and that's exactly what it's shown. Because I, I finished with eight, eight, seven points and I'm just in the top half. That's um, I'm currently 48. I know I can do better than that. So, uh, yeah, I my the biggest the biggest um, gamble I had paid off, which I did speak on in the last um, show. Ricardo Pereira getting in 12 points for me. That was yeah. that was a massive one. I I noticed is one of the differential I have I have that a lot of people don't have. So. Hopefully people don't get in on him and I keep getting getting those points from from him. The biggest decision to make was Salah versus Bruno Fernandez. I mean, you could say you relatively enjoyed from both of them, but Bruno at the end of the day picked the the massive points to that actually. But yeah, Salah did did his best. The this most disappointing for me would have to be Kayavas. I thought it would start against Palace, but Chelsea had um, switch a lot um, other things in mind and he came off the bench and just gave me just one point. Another person that I thought, although he doesn't have the best of stats, but he's still an FPL low-key favors on Chris Wood for Burnley, but he, could, he couldn't get in on the goals against um, Brighton. But apart from that, it's not, it's not a bad start, but considering the um, top talents we have in the league already, it's, uh, <laughs> some of them have blown past Listening to you, it looks like you have lots of differentials in your team because I'm like Chris Wood. Why? 
Why on earth will you have Chris Wood? Uh, I look. I, I look. I. I looked, I looked at the at the fixtures and I was expecting it to be an open game for Owen, um, Burnley Brighton. If you remember, Pishwood finished the season very well, um, uh, scoring a yeah. trick in the last um, six games of the season. Mm. And I thought he would pick that up, or, but he, he didn't. But Liverpool next is a tough game, but I might have to switch him out for um, Tony. But we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Interesting. Man, Greg, man with 115 points. <laughs> <laughs> Should I even ask you how how it went? <laughs> Anyways, just blow your trumpets. Blow is yours. <laughs> uh, uh, I think looking at everything, I have a lot to be grateful for. Um, at the start of the week, I was not sure of if I could be if I would be haunted by not going with the master asset starting the season. Especially because game week two, they are almost it's almost certain that they are going to return points. So if they return points in game with one, then that's already a huge loss. So I was just like fingers crossed on that. You know, a lot of people went with Gundogan, um, Grealish, and Mares. Of course, not three of them, but like a lot of people went with like two of them. So I was really, really like just hoping and just waiting. Like, okay, let's captain click and let those guys not drop anything. And then... The game started and Fernandez went and dropped the hat trick. And I'm like, Jesus, like, have I, <laughs> have I made a mistake here? <laughs> you know, am I doomed? You know, he had trick, 20 points. Like, like, what's going to happen now? This is hat trick for Fernandez, and it's just um, the second match. We still have the master match to look out for. So I was just like hoping and just hoping. And so far, instead of very low on the rankings, because of um, not captain Fernandez, a lot of people captain Fernandez. You know, some other decisions didn't really go my way. A lot of my players played late. So it was just tension everywhere, tension everywhere. Until the very final day where I had um, about three players play and return points. And that's where everything now balanced out. But until that final day, I was I was very low on the table because like Bam Bam clearly pointed out, the league is very, very competitive. Very, very competitive. I already, I already gave up. I already thought, okay, this is not my week, you know. And then after first half of Newcastle West Ham, I just turned off the TV and said, well, I'm not doing it again. Because Brahma <laughs> had too many chances. <laughs> I said, he had too many chances in the first half. He just kept on missing the chances. I was like, oh no, this is this is game over, you know. This is a bad week. And I came back after after some time. Second half, and next thing I saw was four, four one. I think it was four one at that point or so. And I just saw Brahma had so many like points already, and that's yeah. when he just clicked. Nice one. So still on game yeah, week one. It's important to be, it's important to be a winner. Right. Is allowed, don't worry. <laughs> All right, so still on game week one, right? Um, are there any players yeah. that cross that didn't cross your mind before the game week one deadline? But after watching how they did in game week one, are they now on your watch list? Do you have such players? Bam, bam, I'll start with you. I'll start with you. Yeah, before I answer that, I think you you need to tell us how your how your your game week one went. How, how did that go? 
Well, I can't say it went bad because I crossed the the hundred points um, mark in my first game. I think this is the first um, my first ever game week one. This is my highest game week one score. I had the hundred and four points. It started great with Raya, so I went for the Brentford keeper. Contrary to I know the template on Twitter was either Sanchez or Bachman from Watford, but I did a lot of research on. Brentford and their defense, especially their keeper. And I decided to go for him. And so I was really pleased when he returned eight points. I was like, yes, you know that feeling when when your hard work pays off. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I was like, yeah, yes, yeah, <laughs> I did this. <laughs> Sadly, I benched um, Shimikas because uh, I went with Shaw, Luke Shaw and Kufal and they both returned one point each. Meanwhile, Shumikas had six points. I was just wasting on my bench. Also, I went with Salah instead of captaining Bruno. But anyways, it was a it was still a win-win because both returned. So exactly. Those two are something else. But I was so pissed. I was so pissed with Salah because I think there was a chance where he decided to to pass, to pass late the in ball. the game. I decided to pass, yes, pass the yes, man. And yes, I, was, I was almost pulling my hair out. I was like, was Salah, screaming. come on. What a time to be unselfish. You can't. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I was also for the guy to score and, and beat Bruno's points. Uh, but it was... Yeah. Then my, my game week now ended. It was a downer because I felt Gundo. And so like, um, Greg, I really wanted the Man City asset. Right? So I went for Gundo and and I was really, really rooting for him. But the guy just returned two points. And to top it off, he now got injured. So now he's leaving, he's leaving me in a quagmire because I don't know. <laughs> my intentions were to roll my transfer <laughs> for game week two. <laughs> but now I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm to roll or to swap him. But anyways, we'll yeah. get to that. We'll get to that. So, so uh, Bam Bam, back to you. Um, yeah, we, we, are there we, any we, players that crossed your mind? Um, Based on how they played in game week one, that you don't have currently in your team. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, when when Richarlison seized in that cross um, late in the game, I I was wondering that yo come on, that's gonna be too hard for anybody to finish. Then, as he jumped in like a kangaroo, like he always does, he <laughs> put the ball in the back of the net, and I I I I totally. It did not come to my mind all throughout while I was planning, plotting, and really, uh, Chris wow. I had this like, in really, my, like, my drafts. I had him in my drafts. So, I only so, took yeah. him out because I think there was an injury scare. There are rumors that he was injured yeah. and he might not make, so I took him out for Ings. But Ings returned yeah, as well. So, 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 but I really wanted this year, though. Yeah, I, 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 I'm looking. I'm looking towards that partnership because Richarlison has always been a player that we've been asking: Are you good enough, or are you not? And are you consistent enough, or are you not? For after coming coming in being an Olympic um, an Olympian with a gold gold medal, I mean, he's looking looking good so far. Just one game, but it was a good performance from him, goal and an assist in that one. But I would look at this year because it's going to benefit a lot from both of most of those balls that are going to be coming into the box. So yeah, yeah. this year another person that I think I'll be move, looking to move. I don't know why I see having maybe because one of my crush. Used to be in um, Bowen University. That's why his name just always comes to mind. Anytime I'm picking my, my my midfielder, so I I think I'm getting him out of my team very very soon. But this year, yeah, this year. Greg, how about you? Any players on your watch list? Mm, my watch list now. I'm looking towards um, Leicester. 
especially their defense. I like the save points earlier of um, Michael. Just maybe I'm maybe what's playing in my mind is the Euros and you know international competitions. Anytime it comes to international, Michael is like a god. They tried it. So maybe that's playing like a bias in my mind, but it looks like someone that can return save points. And I've never been comfortable with using um, a Brighton keeper as my long-term choice because of the, so many changes in their defense. Yes, their defense was very good last season, which is why almost all of us are on that train. But a lot of things that have changed. A lot of people are not available anymore the Brighton defense. So I, I'm not, not so sure it's going to be the same as this. I'm looking towards switching to Schmeichel at some point, if possible. Maybe joining Bam Bam and bringing in the differential Pereira. Personally, I think I like I like the look of um Mbuemo from um, Brentford. I noticed how so on the game he's he's placed as a midfielder, but in that game he was even yeah. higher up the pitch than Tony. And I liked how Tony was just um heading the balls down for him to finish up. And the guy had that really good chances. Him, yeah. Well, he missed um, most yeah, of them. Yeah, they, 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 had, they, had a good, they had a good combination of... Yeah, it was uh, almost like the hurricane, hurricane Sun kind of low-budget Hurricane Sun. I think Asna was woeful on the day. I'm sorry, yeah, but true, they, true. they just... Umbremo um, 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 breeze past Papumari. Yeah, the guy was on play. So, would he... Yeah, would he, would he see a tougher defence? I'd like to see him go up against a tougher defence. Yeah, nice one. All right, so um, unpopular opinion, but four, um, five, four, four point zero million defenders. They all started, right? Um, the likes of your Shemikas, Livramento, Amati, and it was shocking because I, yeah, <laughs> it was shocking because I know at the beginning when we we're all trying to create our drafts, we we're like, how many four point zero um. Um, defenders can we get in so that we'll be able to get onto the premium uh, assets so who of yeah. which one of them do you think is a long-term option going forward bam bam i'll start with you i mean shimikas is it's it's glaring is the shouting shimikas because he, he gets he gets in on the liverpool tap i saw van dyke come back i've been asking a question all summer since he came back that what van dyke are we going to get we know injuries amper players a lot but he, he, he was shouting at the defense, even with just like five minutes to go, to reminding them about about the fact that they are they are fighting for a clean sheet. And with with that with that presence back at, at the back for Liverpool, then yet Shrinkers definitely want to look out for. How about you, Greg? Um, I'll go with none of them because Shrinkers would have been a good option until. Yeah. Not I think long after the, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, and the rest of them are just makeshift for now, except we're not sure yeah. about Livramento's role, role yet, because we don't know whether he was sent for first team or whether Kao Capitals will be back into the first team. Because of that uncertainty, I'll just go with none of them. The rest are going to be soon out of the team anyway, except maybe Duffy. We're hearing that just this evening they released the uh, information that Jotman. Um, his issue is COVID. Before now, we yeah. didn't know what his was wrong with him. Yeah. So there's a lot of uncertainty with the 
Brighton defense, and, yes. which is why Duffy might be the most possible to play. But that uncertainty and that lack of first-team quality first-team defense means that Duffy might not still keep clean sheets. So I'll just avoid 4.0 um, defenders. Interesting. Interesting. So moving on, um, this, this season, we've been blessed with a lot of um, midfielders that are between 6 and 7.5 million. And they've, they've turned out to be really essential, like in making your team really balanced. Um, are there any of them, any of those midfielders within that range, 6.5, 6 and 6 and 7.5? Are there any midfielders in, the, in that range that you can class as essential choices that will make or break your team early off? So we have Sa, we have players like Sa of Watford, he's 6 million. Pogba, <laughs> the guy with the four assists. 7.5. Ben Rama, 6 million. Mason Greenwood, 7.5. We have Jota also, 7.5. Suchek, 6.0. And Mason Mount, 7.5. So are, are there midfielders in that range that you're looking at that you think will make or break your team this season? Bam Bam, start with you. Um, okay, yeah. I mean, with these guys, it's just cold. Sasa is, is obviously is a big is a big um, player to the league after his work in ending Liverpool's on Peter on last last um, the season they won the league. But I, I would I would be careful with Sasa for now. I mean Watford did beat Aston Villa, but a uh, uh, good start for them no doubt. But you just there's some people you just have to be wary of a little bit, and I think he's one of them. For Pogba as well, you need to be wary of that United performance. Great start, but leads. Um, Marco Bielsa is a very stubborn manager and he's not going to sit back for anybody, anybody at all. He doesn't mind how, how many times he beat him. So Pogba really did have enough time to pick out players differently because he had the space. What happened when there's no space? So you need to keep that in check. Berama, he, he had a, a stifled first season at West Ham, but now he's looking like he's ready to roar again. So he's one person that you can look at. He's six million, so it's is one of the decent um, Western assets you can have in your team if you don't have um, if you can bring in Antonio or or at least Kofal or Cresswell who are seemingly very consistent choices coming from last season. Mason Greenwood is looking good. I I won't lie to you, but it's up until Edison Cavani comes Cavani back. Return. And now he's only going to manage that situation. Yeah, is Greenwood still going to continue as a striker? He, he looks really good at that role because he was able to drop deep, allow Bruno Fernandes move forward. And basically, they confused the defenders all throughout the game. So, yeah. is, is, how is Ole going to manage that situation? Is Cavani going to be the number one starter or everything? But Greenwood at 7.5 is not bad. But this is my pick. And it's because he's, ever since he joined um, um, Liverpool, is looks crazy. He got injured last season, and that's the only thing that affected him. But um, Diego Jota for Liverpool, they don't look like they're going to add a striker to that team, so he might be the one that occupied that position. I'll go with Diego Jota. So, Greg, do you share, do you share same sentiments? Um, yeah, I think, yes, that's going to be a major decider, like you, like you rightly pointed out. Who your six to 7.5 midfielders, your project midfielders are, um, is going to make or break anybody's season, really, because every other person is just Salah, Bruno, you know, all of that. And my, my pick from that would be someone that I don't know why 
nobody's talking about him as much as I think he should talk about within that range, and that's Rafinha. I think this season Rafinha will stand out the most in that uh, bracket as a differential. Because mm. as for Yota, Greenwood, they are tricky players, and they are players who might not always be the first team, like Bamba rightly pointed out. But whenever they're in the first team, they do well, and everybody just get them. But someone like Rafinha might just be under the radar. So he might not always get like a haul, but he would always get chances. We saw it in the Man U match. That even the fact that chances were hard to get, about the, the best chance of the game yeah. came to Rafinha. But and he missed, but he he missed it. He always get those chances. <laughs> he missed it, yes, but that's just one of those games. You know, you're losing five goals. I don't expect anybody to really take so many chances like that. So currently I'm on I'm on Sar, I'm on Sar and Happy Bands, but I'm really happy I went with Sar because he look um in that what Watford team, he looks like everything goes through him. So I think he'll tick along along the season. Happy Bands, uh yeah. still a wait and see for me, but um I'm sure he will come good eventually. Right. So moving on to uh newly promoted teams, we know that Watford and Brentford, they both started the campaign on three points each. Right. So does it change anything about how you see their, pro- their prospects to perform this season based on, I know it's just one game, but how do you think they'll perform this season? Bam Bam. Canos was everywhere. He was everywhere in that performance. I know I, know I said that's not a bad. So I'll, I'll give, I'll give a, a big shout out to Canos. He took his goal properly and, and I, I, I love the energetic performance. So if there's anybody in that team, is that Anthony, um, Canos, or Umbremo, you, you could pick the goalkeeper. But like I said, I would wait. I would wait on that. I would wait on that. They were compact in defense. They they played together in defense, like something similar to what Sheffield did when they first joined. And so it was really really hard for Arsenal to fashion fashion anything anything at all from from that game. But yet Anthony, um, Umbremo, and um, Canos, these are players that you should look out for. How about you, Greg? Um, you like any of the Watford or Brentford um, prospects? Nah, I don't think they are. I don't think they are reliable over the long term. They will do well as a team, but as FPL assets, I don't think they are so reliable. And even even as a team, if they start to get injuries, just one or two injuries could just break their whole season because of lack of squad depth. I'm rooting for them because I like underdogs, especially Brentford. But I don't see them as people to look out for. All right. <clears throat> so moving on. Um, I know they are crazy managers. I don't know what they were thinking, but there were some managers that went without Bruno, or they went Bruno. <laughs> you get you get my drift. <laughs> so let's say you're such a manager, hypothetically speaking, right? Now you started the season without yeah. Bruno. Do you move heaven yeah. and earth to get him in? Do you take hits or what do you do? Mamba, <laughs> Musa, you. First of all, I don't. Are you are you Pep Guardiola? Why are you overthinking it? You can't. You can't <laughs> do without. You can't do without Bruno or Salah. These are the. These are the. These are your two main states in 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 your team. See, yeah. it's that bad that if you if you don't have any of these guys, and by mistake <laughs> they perform, you are going to left. You're going to be left behind. So yeah, you yeah. definitely have to find a way to get Bruno and Salah in your team. I mean, it's, since he joined, nobody has 
nobody has more goals and assists than him. Only Harry Kane, only Harry Kane, the person that won the Golden Boot, has more goals than Bruno Fernandes since he joined the league. It's, it's crazy, it's insane stats, and it will continue to be like this. So you definitely need to move everyone else and probably another thing you can move. <laughs> Greg, do you feel the same way? <laughs> 100%. Hmm. 101%. I mean, I could have gone, I could have gone for Son and he didn't do badly either. He's a midfielder who's playing as a striker. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Son, Son is gonna have he's gonna I believe I believe he's going to have a good season considering the hurricane situation because yeah. everything is going to run through 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 Son. But we're still we're still I, I like I like um I like Flores, but I just can't. I just can't um, pick Son over Fernandez. If you can have three of them together, you find a way to structure things to have three of them. That's fine. But picking Son over Fernandez, that's gonna be. You're going to. You're not. You're not going to sleep well at night, basically. <laughs> speaking about yeah. speaking about Son, um, let's um, talk on the sports and Chelsea assets. Um, so is this still a? Do you think we should jump on them right now, or is it still a wait and see, given their their fixtures and the new manager at Spurs? And of course, we know the transfer window is still open. We don't know what's up with Hurricane. Is he staying? Is he leaving? And Chelsea has Lukaku. So what do you think about the assets, Bam Bam? I was I was wait, I was waiting for you to say that because I don't know why you're wasting time. You just wait. You wait. You, 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 pre, you prep for that line. You prep for that line. Chelsea has Lukaku. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, Romelu, well, we we said I said it last season. I said it last season, and I was I was I was okay to admit it that what Chelsea is lacking is someone that's going to put the ball in the back of the net. See, forget how bad Lukaku can be with his first touch, maybe with United and everything. People saying that ah, he's, he's coming back to the EPL or he didn't leave the EPL well. Syria is, is is the intensity, everything is tactical and that. But one thing Lukaku guarantees you is goals. And that's all Chelsea actually needs because they found, Tuchel have found a way to build the base from the back of the team. Look at um, the young Chaluba doing very well now, even in that in that unit. Um, they, they have midfielders who have been nominated to win the best player in Europe in, in midfield. So everything... Everything seems to be setting up from base to base, meaning who is that person? First of all, it was winning mighty and even winning mighty was able to get <laughs> at least like 12, 12 goals. But not yeah. to talk of Romelu Lukaku. Come on. He is someone that you I I I bank on him to score this this weekend against Arsenal. If this Arsenal defense would be the same one that that played against Brentford. I bank on him. Are you getting are you getting him in your so, team? Yeah. Just tell us you're getting him in your team. Are you t- <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm not getting in because I'm not ready to take, take it. I'm not ready to take it so early. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I take, I take a lot of it very early. I, I won't be able to take him, get him without taking it. So I'm not going to get him. But I'm, it's something I'm going to look for. Greg, how about you? Nobody's talking about Hurricane. What are we doing with Hurricane? If he moves to Man City, is a game changer. Does yeah, does. yeah, exactly. But we don't know. Situation like you said, we need to just chill out for a bit. Okay. So, even even Ken himself is chilling. I heard he's not going for training. 
So who are we? Who are we? Well, yeah. So one way I've set up my team is to allow allow that entrance. So when setting up my team, I made sure I let it be there. Oh, really? Interesting. From game seven, yeah. From game seven, one of them is coming. I've already organized how that transfer is going to happen. So far, there's no like weird like too many weird injuries cases or anything but one of them is coming that's why i went for three expensive strikers i've never done this before i always have at least one bench holder or you know someone that is just a budget striker yeah but i have three premiums in wilson Ings, and antonio i did that so that i can switch one oh, of no, them together kilo yeah, Kano, yeah but you um, need but you need like two or three moves to do that because i just need two as soon as i switch one once I upgrade one to, let's say I upgrade things to Kaku, yeah, I just change it down to a total bench for that. So it's very cheap. Reward, I, 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 th- I think you should listen to him. He's number one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, because I know Lukaku is 11.5 and Antonio is like eight. So even if you switch, that's a long way to go. I'm not sure you get, um, you have the, you will have enough funds to even get, get that bench for that midfielder. I'm just saying that's so I know if you had someone like a body who was like who is like 10 or 10.5, it's easier to switch to yeah. Hurricane or Lukaku from there. But if it's just uh uh Antonio that is eight, I'm not sure. I'm not sure you'll be able to do that with two moves, but let's see how it goes. All right, so guys, yeah, we're, let's t- see how it goes, we're like taking a break right time. now, but we'll come back um shortly. And we're back. So this weekend or last weekend, um, brother, um, the fans are back. It's amazing we we are called empty stands, <laughs> but now we have fans back. <laughs> so, Bam, Bam, I'll, start, I'll start. I'll start with you. Um, how much and how long will the fans being back in the grounds have an impact on players and teams before it balances out? I, I know the there's the home and away thing going on. Of course, the players would see um, their fans back screaming at the top of their lungs. It could ginger them. I'm sure that's why Bruno finally scored the hat-trick in front of the whole, <laughs> front of the whole Trafford fans. Um, so how long do you think this will continue? And do you think it will favour the home teams um, more than the away teams? What do you think? Yeah, just before I went after that, I just want everybody to know that while we were on the break, I was still begging Greg to tell me the name of the soap in my DMs and he has still not responded. Just message me, let me buy it now before the weekend starts. But yeah, anyway, it's 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 football as we know it. It's football as we know it, and it was beautiful to 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 see again. I mean, when Brentford, when Carlos scored that first goal of the season, you could feel feel the energy in the crowd. Of course, yeah, it has an a massive impact on on the game as we know it because it's just it's just really for players that some players that get disoriented by noise. So I, I'm just wondering some away players that might not have their best game just because of the fans in the stadium. So yeah, about it being a yeah, an important factor. It would be an essay for teams like Brentford, all the smaller teams, where even if your footballing ability cannot take you over the line, the crowd can. Greg, what do you think? You share the same sentiments? 
I, I shared the same thing too because some stadiums are electric. Look at the likes of um, Anfield, Old Trafford, and seeing what Leeds Stadium can be like when yeah. they are at full capacity. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely going to be a major decision. So basically, we should just make sure we target teams that are playing at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should look out for that. Except maybe mind you, because even though mind you sometimes, I think they do better in it. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds, no, no, that no, sounds no. like Everton, don't mind you. <laughs> the script is about to change, okay? So that's just like Bruno, Bruno did say he was waiting for the fans before he scored his first Patrick. And I mean, he did it on the first day back, so. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's see, let's see, let's, let's see. Nice one. So moving on, um, I think this this season, um, we've um, FPL has recorded like first time in history. We have over seven million FPL players, right? And I don't think we've had more than this ever. Um, do you think this amount of players, or because we have so much, so many people now invested in FPL, do you think it will make price rises and falls more volatile? And how do you? What plans do you have to combat these prices, um, these price rises and price falls? Um, do you intend on moving early in transfers, or would you still chill till you're very certain about um, certain players before you get them in, or like few minutes before deadline? What's your strategy this season, Bam Bam? Well, yeah, I already gave you uh, a, a little intro as regards what I'll be doing. Because I mean, I, I used to be the guy that, oh my God, Berama has performed. I'm going to bring Berama in my team. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me get, let, let me get Berama. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be reactionary. Although you, you need to know the right time to be reactionary and the right time to just be patient and observe. So I think I'll go with the latter for now. I'll go with the latter for now. But yeah, as regards FPO growing, you, you and Chooks and Ibuka, when we had discussion to start this, and, and keep pushing with you, you. You said something that I continually uh, say anytime I talk about the empty stars, and it's growing the biggest FPL community in Nigeria. And just from what we've done or been able to do over the summer, that's exactly what we'll do and what we'll continue to do. So, yeah, FPL, it, it, it's just a, an amazing way to keep following all the games of the Premier League because it's not just, just watching your, your favorite club anymore, you're watching Brentford versus. Versus um, Norwich to see if Ivan Tony will score, to see if Puki will score, and all of that. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's the, the, the more the more people on board, they say the more the merrier. And yeah. <laughs> so Greg, I have this I have this conundrum, right? So I have Gundogan in my team, and according to Pep, he's injured. Or general opinion is that he's injured, right? But there are rumors, or I think I saw on Twitter that he trained this past week. Right, and he could be fit for selection. And it, I know that Gundogan is this close. I'm very sure his price is going to drop to 7.4 this night, right before tomorrow, basically. If you were in my place <laughs> as Mr. Number One, what would you do? Do I ship him out? <laughs> or do I chill for Pep's press conference? And I know Pep won't even give me anything. So what do you think I should do? Man, it's a tough one. I, I think first thing yeah, is I could be wrong on this anything because there's no it's football, man. You can never really know what exactly will happen. He can play and then he just blanks and 
even aside injury, which makes it more tricky. It's already a very tricky situation. However, I would say at his price, 7.5, even though last season was a very good pick because of his price. But at his price, I think there are just so many, so many, so many enticing options around that price. There are a lot of options. Going with Gundogan, who might be fit, and then Pep will just decide not to even play. Exactly. That guy, that guy stresses me. <laughs> it's just too much of this one. because he plays, there's no guarantee that he does something huge. Or with yeah. someone like Mares, if you're risking the Pep Blitz or Mares, Mares can do this for a hat trick and just not. You know, there's no, there's no doubt about his ability to to get like a high score. Same with the likes of Brenner. So if you're sticking with them and then they don't they miss the occasional game, it's fine. But if someone like Gundogan at 7.5 misses the occasional game and the games he plays just does like maybe one assist maximum, then at 7.5, maybe they are just better out. Yeah, my bad. I should have thought about that before I chose him. Anyways, let's see. I'm not sure what decision I'll make, but <laughs> Anyways, we've come to my favorite part of the show, and it's Captain C options for Game Week Two. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Yeah, so let's talk about captains. Um, Bam Bam, straight up, who are you captain in this game week? I I think um for Greg to say to say is um talk about Maria scoring a hat trick because that's the only person I've been thinking of all throughout wow. the week. Interesting. And I don't I don't have, I don't I don't I don't have him though, but. I think he needs to get a city asset against Norwich. Pep Guardiola is going to be he's going to be annoyed with what happened <laughs> in the game. He's, he's definitely going to come out all all fire blazing in 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 that game. So if if you have a city asset, you could get in De Bruyne. If you already have De Bruyne, then probably give him the captain. And but any any city attacking asset that you have against against Norwich, okay, let me not say not any, but De Bruyne. We had Marius, any of those two, either of any of those two, they're they definitely, definitely a good option against Cavani is back though, he's back at training. And if you remember he he has a good record against Southampton. Um two games, three goals coming from last season. So if you're one of those guys that feel feel like a differential or you are one of the guys that would make be a reactionary player and bringing in Cavani is not a bad option as well. Then Lukaku in that reactionary uh, conversation against Arsenal. Jogba, Jogba totally tor- tormented Arsenal to- um, during his time at Stamford Bridge. And if Lukaku is going to be anything like that, you might want to get in on that. Then finally, I I, I love looking at Leeds, every Leeds, Leeds um, game, because I just know it's going to be open. If you're looking for a differential in that game, I know that game is going to be open and there we go there. Greg, how about you? Who are you captain in this game week? Uh, just give us one. Just give us the expo. Um, you know you're number one. Just give us the expo. <laughs> <laughs> we should be captain in this game week. <laughs> <laughs> this is you know what's called so for Bamba. <laughs> just give us this. <laughs> if you have a master asset, then probably just, just go for it. You know, give it to whether your master asset is... Uh, so, so far, it's not Gundogan. Son has scored. Son has scored. Like Reiner, Mares, uh, maybe even Torres. You're feeling a bit differential. Interesting. All right, Greg. That's that's that, that's great stuff. That's great stuff. Well, however, we've come to an end of what's been an amazing show. Um, thank you so much, Greg. Reward. But well, before I hand over to Reward to finally conclude, I would just like to go over 
the MC Sounds League is, is off to a brilliant start. And like we said, Greg is the is the man everybody wants to wants to emulate, wants to get 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 uh, get into his head and uh, just like beat him for for the second game week. Well, let's quickly look at how the league is looking. In the bottom five, there's um Gibriona Ulubengasli is currently flirting with the relegation zone more than they would have loved. There's uh, Chimizere Uduze, just next who calls the steam name Blood Red. Definitely his eyes will be red after that first game week. Looking to do better coming uh, go, going forward. And just in 98, there's Oireme um, Karume. <laughs> Named his team pending moderation. He, he looks like he will need to moderate a lot of things in his team as well. And finally, uh, at the bottom five is Zilot Kenneth Opi. He's a team leader at one of the reputable financial institutions in, in Nigeria, but he's not leading anything yet so far in the league. So Ken, I know you want to you want to sit up you, you want to sit up there. <laughs> then one of one of our very own gift charge Chukwebukaidukwe is at currently at 56, just sitting above a low-cost Agos. How are you doing? Uh, not the best of start, but I'm sure I'm sure they'll be looking looking to do better as the as the game comes. Like I said, in the top 50, I'm just seated pretty there, and I know I need to do better myself. I need to do better. I'm Jackie's angel. If you're following Big Brother, you should know that Jackie and Angel are two of the most important. Um, people in that in that house, so I, I need to I need to show. My... <laughs> There's only gonna Chucky in forty third position, and he started off as as number one. Uh, I thought the guy was going to win the game uh, week <laughs> on Saturday. The guy was stopping. I, 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 I honestly, I honestly thought so. I honestly thought so. So, so I thought so. So, so. <laughs> in thirty third is um Osasu Zama. He's one man who dominated one of the, the mini leagues that was yeah, just found to out this season. We'll, we'll see how crappy he is <laughs> as a manager. Just <laughs> <laughs> to tell you how, how complete this league is so far. He's currently 33. There's Nkema Boy in 38. Esikonam. Then um, Sen was going neck and neck with Chooks on that very first day. He's down at 38. Olumide Banjo, VVDFC makes a comeback just like VVDD in the top 25 and is, is, is seated at 24th. Our, our, our man behind the scenes, one of, one of, one of the, the most integral members of the MC Stands um, um, crew, Albert Opala, he, I think he's, he's, he's done way more than he probably expected and he's, he's, in, he's in the top 20. Top 20 there. Quite sitting at 23rd, but if you, if you count everything, it will be it will be there in, in the top twenty. Then the big boys in the top ten. There's a DJ Rotekwe, the Dark Phoenix. I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked today. Oh, good 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 one. Good one, Ayo. Good one, Ayo. Uh, there's Reward Davis, big boy, um, sitting in the top ten. One of four. You're not, you're not so far from the top. You, you need I'm coming. I'm coming for that title this year. <laughs> <laughs> You have to, you have to, Greg. I love some of the names in the top five. Uh, number five, I want to need to you say 29 have 29 have have 29 have Okay, 29 have I, I love that. I love that. I actually love that. 
the number four is a river. No pun intended, but the pun is not P-U-N. And the top three, the big boys of the league so far, Raymond Chen. Number three is FC Mayo, who's actually tied. So one, one, two, and they decided to split, which is such a brotherly thing to do. So that was my nice. And the marketing up top, we don't want to share the name of the soap he's using. <laughs> but how, how does it feel to be top? Bag a little. You you've been you've been too too humble. Bag a little. <laughs> oh, it's a very long, uh, very long season. I've always started at, at the top and falling and then tried to catch up. So I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting top competition as usual. I'm not even going to relax and say, oh, I've arrived or anything. I know reward is coming for me. You've not anybody. Watch your back. And some names here people have seen over time. So I, I know I know this is a very, very competitive. It definitely is. It definitely is. And we'll be here covering everything game week to game week. And thanks so much, man. Reward over to you. Yeah, so thanks guys. We've come to the end of the show. I had fun. I hope you did us. I hope you did as well. Um, let's do this sometime again soon. For our listeners, do remember to like and subscribe to this podcast on any platform that you use. You can follow us on Twitter at The Empty Stands. Send in your questions, screenshots of your teams. And basically, let's just have banter. So here's wishing you all green arrows in Game Week 2. Cheers, guys. Let's go.